Welcome to Catholic Messenger Conversations. Today we're meeting with Bishop Thomas Zincula, and I wanted to ask you about what's on your mind about youths and young adults. You've been um, getting together a lot, especially with uh, confirmation students and synod listening sessions. I don't know how much you've done synod listening sessions with young people, but I, I wanted to at least start with, you know, what are some of the common themes emerging from your listening sessions with confirmants in their parishes? Right. So I actually don't do the listening session because I don't have time. Okay. But um, so they do that ahead of time. And then I get the results. And because I only have like half hour oh, or so, okay. 20 minutes, half hour. So um, so they've, do, they've done, they've had the listening session, which is good. And then the church will hear what they have to say, right? It'll be part of what we hear and part of our summary. So it's good for them just to do that no matter what, whether I'm um, part of it or not. So I have their, um, their the um, kind of their statements, um, what fills their heart, what breaks their heart, and then I visit with them about about that. In terms of common themes, like if it was me kind of talking about what fills my heart about the Catholic Church, I would talk about the sacraments. I would talk about our Catholic intellectual tradition. I would talk about our Catholic social teachings and how we're there, you know, with the poor and and um, and, yeah. uh, and the common good and all that. I would talk about the saints. I would talk about our mystical, spiritual tradition, monks and monasteries and nuns and different ways to pray, you know, that's right. richness yep. there. I would talk about our ritual, using all five senses and the arts, pulling in the arts, you know, music and stained glass and all that. <clears throat> so they... They talk about that a little bit, you know, those kinds of things, but mostly they talk about community. I mean, in one way or another, you know, some a lot of times they use that word, but otherwise it's just like you know, welcoming, coming together, oh. you know, to worship and this and that. Um, it's sometimes it's seventy-five percent of what fills their heart is somehow related to community, and and what breaks their heart is. Um, the flip side of that, uh, the dark side of that, where where people aren't welcoming or people are judging or, you know, um, they'll say people not coming to Mass. That comes up. And I'm like, you guys go to Mass, you know, every weekend. But so the, they recognize, especially with COVID and people not going, and, and, and just in general, younger people starting to drop out. And so that's, I mean, here I hear a little bit about um, other things, um, but... It's, that's a huge thing. So I think about, well, why is that, right? So is, it, I, is it because of the age group they're in? You know, your teenage years, you're already dealing with struggles with people accepting or not accepting you. Is that part of it? That's so important to have I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that's definitely a part of it. But also, I mean, I, you know, I read about surveys and studies and research that people are doing on mm -hmm. young people because it's, yeah, right, they're... Yeah. I, I'll ask them often in our... Um, conversation what do you what do you think the median age is when somebody basically uh turns their back on religion or you know they walk away from um their church or maybe even god or you know faith median so half are younger and half are older and they, they guess and it's 13 so wow you know so then you know we talk about what 
I wasn't mature enough to make that decision when I was 13. I didn't know enough about the church. I didn't have enough life experience, wisdom. So to make that, because what they're hearing in the media, and it's all you know, like negative things um, out there. So, so I, I, I study that, and I'll, I talked to them about this. They're the loneliest generation ever. You know, I mean, we're a lot of it. People are we're the, there's more people living alone now in our in our you know in our in our country than ever before. So it's not right. just young people, but you know, more and more families break up and marriages and. Um, just people moving a lot more and you know not having that extended family and kind of a thing so they're they're lonely so community duh you know um, they want to belong if you surveys they sh- they, they want to belong somewhere but they diss institutions not just churches and religion but all of them because there's human beings involved and they're messy and these guys are idealistic and so they, here's something a place they can belong but but they, you know, and they, so, they want to. Um, there's anxiety, depression. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's in our culture. Just that's increasing. All, you know, all ages, especially with COVID, but especially with young people. Yeah. So there's, you know, I mean, there's all that is like I want to be part of something bigger than myself. You know, and they're looking for truth. They, in our, in our. Um, culture these days it's like your truth is your truth my truth is my truth and it's all relative and you know um they want something to grab on to have to figure out you know value system for yourself or what i believe what you believe or what's right and wrong that's a hard no wonder there's anxiety and depression and you know and stuff but we you know we have something that they can grab onto the solid and objective but um they walk away from it at 13 or young half of them younger than that like imagine that uh, that that's oh, so yeah. young, that's... they can't make an informed decision, you know, um, about about something so important. So anyway, I, I, well, it's interesting when they say community. So what if they're they're not attracted to institutions like what they consider the church to be? What kind of community are they looking for? Something where they can belong? But what, what what does that look like? Is it family? Is it small faith groups? Is it, I mean, and, and is it all about inviting them to be a part of it? That's they have the to question, have Barb. That's what, you know, I don't know, we need to figure it out. That social media isn't cutting it, obviously, no. right? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's artificial. It's, it's not, it's, you'd think that there, there's all kinds of community going on right. because of um, social media and the internet, but it's not doing it for them. I don't know. I don't think they probably don't know what they're looking for. Well, when you're when you're talking with the community confirmants for that half hour, what, do you do you go over their um, their statements that they've made, or do you do you kind of talk with them about what you've read that they've just said and ask them a little bit about that, yeah, or what? That when depends you depends on you know depends on I don't know the group and the age and just whether they're willing to engage because it's like the bishop and it's like they. You know, they just shut up, you know. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, so oh I was wondering. God. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm just this farm kid who became a priest, who became a bishop. It's like, you know, um, but uh, no, we, I, I, I look at, I, I, when I tell, say, okay, this is all about community, I'll read some of their statements and it's like, it's just all over the place. Right. And it's just, a, you know, and then the other side, oh, here's where community isn't present. That's what um, breaks your heart. So, and, and what do they say when you're in that half-hour oh, session? Do they do they say much about what they're thinking about at that point? Not or? so much. They don't. I don't know. If they I don't, they don't have time to process. It, I don't think so quickly. Oh yeah. I'd be interested in what they would say later. Um, that so, would be interesting. But part of it is, 
you know, they're not going to say much to me anyway. Right. It's just, it's so quick. You don't have a chance to establish relationship and trust and, 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 you know, it's just this. But you think it's important to meet with them ahead anyways. Why is that so important to you to meet ahead with them as opposed to just, I mean, when I was confirmed, I didn't have a clue who the bishop was. He just confirmed me. That was it. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. It seems like rather than see me for the first time when we process into the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get a lot done in a half hour, okay, but uh, at least you establish some kind of rapport. And it's, you know, it's lighthearted. And um, right. and sometimes, I, you know, I, sometimes they'll, I can engage them and ask questions and we can talk about, you know, just me and my story or being a bishop or, or something with regard to the church. More often they don't, though, because they're, they're just intimidated, you know? That's right. So they it's, don't even really ask you questions then, do they? Or? Yeah, no. Sometimes you can have a conversation. More often it's me talking to them. And and I, at this point, I don't even talk about confirmation. I mean, they've studied that. And, right. you know, I just evangelize. That's all. I, that's, I'm just talking about. I just, I you know, I um, speak very directly about, okay, probably some of you guys aren't really excited to be here and you can tell it sometimes you know, just on their faces yeah. and how their, their yeah. body language and you know and and um i just i want to try to give them something to think about and right. i end up sometimes saying you know give god a chance give the church a chance we talk about all these things i just talked about yeah and and how important faith is and if you make if you're wrong on on this and make an, a decision when it's not informed at 13 or right. whatever my goodness, that's a that's a huge effect on how you're going to live your life. Whether you're, right. you know, with a, um, it's um, from an intentionally um, faith-filled perspective because you're part of a community, a church, and and or you go off some other path. And, you know, it might be be fine, you know, but it won't be as what it could be. That's you know. Um, so I want I just want them to to think about it and and and, and you know. Um, know what you're saying no to. I always say that kind of a thing. And and just put it off. Fake it till you make it. You know I mean? Um, right. Well, and it's not necessarily permanent, is it? I mean, if they're saying no at 13 or 14, doesn't necessarily mean it has to be for the rest of their lives, A lot right? of times it's hard to get them back. Once you, it's harder it's, to get them back. We always say that, oh, when they get married. And, you but know, that's that, not happening. Well, it, it can. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's... That's it's, you're you know uh, you're gonna lose a lot more if you, if you okay hope that they'll come back and versus trying to keep them in you know um, and make and put off making a decision about about faith. But but I'm thinking about the people I met, the young people at the Newman Center, for example. You were at that Newman Center gala in Iowa City. And those young adults are so on fire about their faith. They're so committed. They're, some of them are going to daily mass. What, what's the difference? What, what is it that sparks? But, I, you know, I talked to one young woman, and she said her roommate in freshman year was going to daily mass. And because they're roommates, she decided to go with her, and that just Everybody has sparked. A, you know. yeah, and so some, of the, some of them have had drifted away and some some of them yeah some of them do come back and i'm not you know carte blanche about that um and some of them have never really were in a uh, actively involved in a in the faith tradition maybe they were catholic but they never really practiced too much and then something who knows that's the question how do we how do we connect with young people how do we attract them to the faith 
but it looked like they've they've found their place. They've found a sense of community. And they talked several of the people I talked to talked about the sense of the community that they feel at right, Newman yeah. Center. So they're yeah, obviously they're there, and there's and they're here too in Ambrose. But um, but um, it's and they get, once they get it, they get it. Right. And they're and they're committed. But that's a small group. <laughs> right. That is you know, a small group. There's lots more Catholics there at, at Iowa than that group that you were in. That's with. yes. That's that's a good point. Can you talk about any of the unusual or unexpected comments you've heard from the confirmants, whether it's in their written statements or something they've said to you? I mean, the one I remember that was funny is um, this kid. You know, um, they were that, that whoever put, um, summarized it just put down what they, each of them said, and uh, this kid said, "What breaks his heart is having to participate in this survey." <laughs> you know. Oh, so, oh, that's so here it's good. like, you know, isn't this wonderful? The church wants to hear from you, and in in his thing was and he's being, you know, kidding around, but I don't know, right. maybe some seriousness there too. But yes, that was break, having to do this thing, <laughs> having to tell the church, you know, what um, feels your heart and breaks your heart. Now, I would say, in terms of comments, uh, you asked about comments I heard, I would say I found it interesting, uh, un- maybe unexpected, what I didn't hear. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I heard very little about women priests, very little about clergy sexual abuse, actually, you know, not a whole lot about LGBTQ issues, climate change, racism, immigration, different devotions that people have, you know, that whatever, mm-hmm. wherever they're at with that kind of a thing. I didn't hear much about that at all, which is very interesting. Yeah. You know, like adults, yeah, we're going to hear plenty about that kind of thing. Right. But with those guys, I don't know, is that because, you know, I mean, it was anonymous, but because there's their teacher was doing the listening session or, you know, I don't know why that would be exactly... Is there kind of an average age range for those confirmants, mostly like 14, 15? Eighth grade to 10th, could tenth be 11th, grade. but more like eight, eighth grade. To so seven. it could be even, you know, just where they're at in their, know, probably. In, in their understanding of the world or their focus probably. on issues? Yeah, probably. But you think you hear some yeah. about that. I mean, I do hear a little bit, but very little. So it's probably, that, that's part of it, I'm sure. I was just wondering, how about, did you, were you able to talk to, um, do you, do you get a chance to talk much with university students? Have you had any kind of like synod conversations with no. younger adults? They've had, they've had, um, a lot of them here with, um, at Ambrose with, um, the students and then in faculty staff a lot. And, um, Dr. Novak is, is, it's been, it's, she's been, found it really powerful experience very oh, that's powerful great. experience you might want to talk to her about that. i was so, just going to say we you know, need to have her on this podcast yeah, to find out what she's yeah and they want to follow up on it and do something with it and she she herself facilitated a number of them and um and others uh, uh, as well so um it was really good uh with the, their experience here but i wasn't a part of any of those okay and, and then i was just wondering now how how do you respond to concerns that, well, you actually had conversation, didn't you, with um, some young adults, with uh, some of the U.S. bishops not too long ago, I think in April, if I'm not mistaken, and they talked about um, Laudato Se and, and some of the other issues that are important to them, climate change. Right. So there, were, there was this thing that Loyola University 
um, kind of got going. They hooked up with the synod group at the USCCB, mm-hmm. the bishops, U.S. Bishops Conference, and um, and I, they identified some young people. Most of them, I think, were from Jesuit colleges and universities. Oh, okay. And then they had a, I think there was like groups of them, and then you know, like a, a leader of each group, a spokesperson, who then had this um, online um, listening session with the Pope. Maybe, I don't know if there's like 20 or so. And so then after that, it's like, hey, let's do that with some with some bishops from the United States. And so I was part of that. There may be, I don't know, maybe 10 or so bishops. And each of us had... Um, How did you get to be a part of that? Did you, um, someone ask you? Yeah, somebody just asked me. So there were, um, we each had three or four students. Oh, okay. And uh, the ones that I visited with were two of them from Creighton and one from... St. Louis University, and um, and the one from St. St. Louis University is from a Saint a person at St. John Vianney in Bettendorf, interestingly, wow. and yeah. Enrique, and then the other ones were uh, Henry and Emily. Um, yeah, they had a they their thing was. I mean, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about the synod. We talked about stuff that we're doing at the diocese. They had did some homework, and they kind of knew what was going on here. At least Henry did for, um, and and but their big thing was um, climate change. That's right. their that is their their passion about it. Very passionate about it. So we talked a lot about about that. And did they talk about other issues, or was it mostly focused on the climate change and what their concerns are about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we talked about a number of things, but but mostly it was about climate change. And so I listened to them and shared, you know, my thoughts on things. And they wanted to have another session. Just so that was all we, that, that thing that with um, with the bishops that was done. But then they just wanted to follow up on that uh, on their own. So we had another uh, visit last week, um, and this time they, I mean, they're very organized. They had an agenda, and and you know, in terms of what they wanted to cover, three points. Was really it was it was it was kind of fun, fun, you know interesting and funny in a way but great you know so they um, one thing was um, they they invited me to one of them works for he, he has an internship this semester at Catholic Climate Change um, uh, in oh, Cl- is, Catholic Climate Covenant Catholic Climate Covenant um, in um, Washington oh, my old cool. seminary they they there's extra rooms there so they rent it out and so. Um, so he's he's all in, all over that and um, and he knows what's going on with all this stuff. He wanted me to join this um, Catholic climate covenant group of clerics. Like there's a um, there's a bishop who was a year ahead of me at seminary um, in that building where the Catholic CCC is located, and um, so he's like the Episcopal moderator. And then they mentioned him, and they mentioned. This priest, who's a rector at a sem- of a seminary in Baltimore, and I, you know, they, they mentioned their their names. I'm like, I know both those guys. They're <laughs> here ahead of me in seminary, so I know them both oh, very cool. well. So they invited me to be part of that group, mm-hmm. working with that. So I said, fine, you know. So secondly, they wanted me. They wanted the diocese. They want the diocese to consider pursuing a net zero um, pathway, which means you know zero emissions by 2050. Wow, so kind of a challenge. You know, putting that challenge out there. And um, and they had some resources. They had some resources to share mm-hmm. with me that I could share with our staff. And um, and you know they know that 
that uh, we're, we signed up for the to, um, be part of the Dato C action platform thing right. and all that. And um, I didn't know they, they knew this. I didn't know that we were the third diocese that signed up for that. I, I didn't had no clue. Oh, okay. So they were impressed that, by that that we jumped on that. Yeah, because Atlanta was one of the dioceses, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Which I, is I, huge. I did, yeah, I didn't, yeah. But anyway. So they're willing to help me with this stuff, and then they, the third thing they want, they um, one of them, Emily. I don't know you maybe saw this in the in the press. There's a group of of um, students who did some research um, to see what bishops had said about had written yes. on climate change. Yes, and they like very small percent. They looked at newspapers and you know different things, and they 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 you know. Um, there were limitations to their to their st- study because you know they didn't you know, homilies and everything else you know oh that's they right yeah. they they just they had, here's what they looked at um, but still it was a very small percentage so they um, want me to do to issue a statement um, on on uh, climate change or, or a column in the in the paper um, on climate change so I said okay uh, I mean I'll do that but. Uh, you know, we got, we guys helped me with that. They offered actually oh, that's to help cool. me because, and I'm like, okay, Sorry. they're talking about like young people. Um, this is, you know, for some, a lot of young people, this is a big issue. Right. So if we want people to stay in the church, is what we're talking about uh, this afternoon, then we need to connect with, we need to be involved in things that they care about. Exactly. So not everybody's as passionate about climate change as these guys are. Right. But so, okay, well, you know, um, I could write from the perspective of an old geezer bishop, or give me what would what would make the case for you. I mean, how uh, what would be uh, um, compelling to you in terms of how I say this, what I say about right. it. So, you know, hopefully I'll hear from them. That'll now. be interesting. I suppose they're thinking because you are the bishop of a diocese, it just has perhaps more clout or more oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, more persuasive. Oh, for sure. That's what they want the. It's not just me the, right. the, as the bishop of our diocese, but also the bishops of the U.S. They want us to grab onto this thing more. Right. They, so. I mean, because we talk about bringing young people into the church, but I sat in on a Catholic Climate Covenant uh, webinar, and they talked about how the bishops are focused on religious liberty and the abortion issue, and that's a, those are huge issues, but not so much the, the issue of yeah. Catholic or climate change or care of the earth that the young people are very, very concerned about. Yeah, well, yeah. And and um, young people, you know, a lot of them are. Right. You know, um, more so maybe than some, as a group, than some older older folks. But, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, we're, we're right now, we're in the Eucharist, Eucharist, Eucharistic revival. We're all focused on that. And that's, right. you know, it's not just religious liberty and abortion. And abortion right now, the Dodds case, we've got to be looking at that. Oh, obviously. sure, yeah. Immigration, we're all over that. I mean, it's, um, there's a lot of things that um, we're, we're, we're dealing with. So, but granted, we, you know, I don't, we haven't done a lot with climate change. And, and I would agree, we need to do more with that. So, um, I mean, it's one thing to talk about the bishops as a whole, but people talk, uh, a lot about local, like things happen at the local level, right? Exactly, and all that. Even that's even maybe as important or more important. We are looking at climate change here. You know, we have this right. Dato C thing. We're talking about action platform. We're, we're <clears throat> have transgender committee. 
we're, we're doing things at, at, at the local level. Uh, you know, I, where I have the most control, I can't control the bishop's conference. I'm just one voice. Right. But that's where they, that's why they want to have this group um, that are um, working with the Catholic Climate Covenant of, of bishops and right. priests and things. So, so. And those are kind of planting seeds, aren't they? I mean, like I um, was talking with Kent Ferris about the Laudato Sea platform, and that's that takes time to to shape that. Yeah, I mean, right. it's not ready to you know roll out yet, right? This is and this is like seven a seven years, year plan. Right. So maybe people thing. are a little bit, you know, we're in a twenty four seven culture where everybody's you know thinks, hey, this has to be done now. This has to be. So is that part of the challenge, yeah, too? Yeah, for sure. It's a huge thing. And, you know, they're talking about the bishops, okay? Well, there's priests, pastors out there who, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot of it's, they have to be um, on board with this. And right. And conversion about it. And, and other leaders, and not, you know, in the parishes and things, for us to say, okay, here's what you're going to do. It's a, this is a it's a huge thing to change hearts and 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 and, and then there's this whole div- divisiveness and you're either on this side or that side right. and you know so it's 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 um it's a it's a big challenge but granted I would agree we haven't said a lot that I've seen from in the, from the um from the uh, uh, bishops conference itself and um it, there's just so many things and not so you know you can make excuses for that but. But yeah, we need to do more. We need to say more. Right. So, how are you responding? What? Are, how do you plan to address concerns, issues you have heard expressed by our youth and young adults? Well, so you know, we're involved in the synod, and um, we started out with that listening sessions, and that's what I'm here. That's that's these big, huge listening um, process that we've been involved in. Mm-hmm. So we've got data, and and we're gonna right now we're sent the the the, the listening for our diocese um, sessions ended uh, April thirtieth. So now we're pulling it all together. What are the themes? You know, kind of synthesizing things and coming up with our summary. And we're gonna focus on what we've heard there. And um, I mean, it's see you know that see judge act thing. Okay, we've been seeing, we've been hearing. Um, uh, uh, from the f- people, anybody, everybody. Mm-hmm. So we need to uh, then dis- judge, then discern what we've heard, and have right. uh, come up with some process for that. I haven't figured that out yet, you know. We but we we will, and then and then act. Um, you know, uh, I mean, there's there's already our Ladato C platform thing, so that's. You know, that's right. going to be something that we're, that's going to be part of this whole thing in terms of how we, we act. And, but so, um, yeah. But what I'm wondering is, I wonder, you probably don't know at this point, I wonder what percentage of, like, say, people under 40 participated in these listening sessions. I don't know at this point. So that would be interesting. We because, tried to get, yeah. we tried to hear from young people. We just talk about Ambrose and right, you know, everything. And yeah, so that'll be good to see. And these and these confirmation classes, which I said they didn't say a lot about that, you know, there. But yeah, I mean, so you'll get a good. So you feel like you've got probably a good at least overall. I hope so. I mean, reach. it's going to be. It's undoubtedly it's going to be um, on the older side. 
Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of um, the people who participated, I would guess lots more a little bit lopsided that way. Right. But hopefully, we have enough younger people and middle-aged people to have a valid, um, you know, right. subset. I, will we we will be talking about that in one of our conversations coming up, won't we? I bet because you're going to be putting together the the draft result of that syn- the synthesis of the. Synod listening sessions, right? Yeah, yeah. It would be inter- really interesting to see what the themes are that we're that we've got. It, we have a process for uh, for um, looking at all this data, all these uh, you know things that people have said, and um, it's it's um, well thought out how we're going to pull that together and um, yeah, come up with themes and go from there. I, I've actually been sitting in on that, and that it, it's very interesting. It is really interesting to hear what fills people's hearts and breaks their hearts. And it, it really does make you feel like people really want to share. They want people to hear them, to know what matters to them when it comes to the Catholic Church. I yeah, think. It's interesting. Just I've just read some, but just the raw data, the statements, you know, that just reading that before, it's all summarized, and it won't be as, it just comes across differently when it's, um, there's more emotion, you know. Yes. With with, with um, somebody's statement versus you pull it together into a theme, but it is it does it does get you thinking about things and yeah, that's for sure. I appreciate that. Any other closing comments or no? To be continued, yeah. I guess we'll do that next time. Right. We keep enjoying our celebration of Easter, the resurrection of the Lord, and spring, and it's all. It's all a great time of the year. That's great. Thank you, Bishop. Sure, yep. Yeah.